All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will not be answering all sorts of hot nonsense from YouTube. No gems. <laughs> Lots of hot nonsense from Beardy. You know what? Let's just watch. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> and every day, I practice martial arts. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Kung Fu Genius Podcast. Yes, it's me, Andre, sitting on the same side of the camera this time. So all you conspiracy theorists who think we're never in the same room together, this is some very <laughs> expensive CGI, all right? That is so nice. expensive. Okay, so uh, we did a video, was it like last year? We did like Beardy's Bruce Lee bullshit, yeah, right? Yeah, it was and between episode 52 and 53. Wow. All right. Real aficionado here on the Kung Fu Genius Podcast. So uh, as many of you know, there's a channel on YouTube called the Beardy Bruce Lee Central. And yes, I know by talking about it, I'm going to help them get views. All right. I get it. It's the whole, what is it called? The uh, Streisand effect. All right. Okay. So, uh, but I don't really care. He has, he's got a huge channel, mm -hmm. undeservedly so. All right. I'm totally jealous mm -hmm. uh, because he basically just makes up stuff about Bruce Lee and he has an army of 300 to 400,000 lap dogs that lap this stuff up. Now, the weird thing is here on the Kung Fu Genies podcast, like on other podcasts that talk about Bruce Lee, Golden Bell, and other podcasts that discuss Wing Chun and Jeet Kune Do, you have people there who are seriously interested in Bruce Lee and his training methods and his real history, his films, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's Beardy, who... <laughs> it, who by all accounts goes by a fake name of Bernard McAllister. We uh, checked that out last year. He claimed on different portions of his uh, YouTube channel that he was a former uh, MMA champion in, uh, he was a champion in IFC. Mm -hmm. And I did a, uh, I wasted a few hours of my life going through SureDog.com and looking for every instance of Bernard McAllister as a- You're getting those hours back. I'm never getting those hours back, right? You know, if you live, to be 76 years old. How many hours? That's 4,000 weeks, all right? Oh, and I feel that Beardy took about 2,000 off my life, all right? <laughs> uh, <nah>. so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I did not find a Bernard McAllister yeah, as man. a UFC fighter or MMA fighter who won mm -hmm. anything or was a champion. And then I did find IFC, some league, which was like an Iranian league. And I looked through every single IFC fight mm -hmm. all the names which were mostly um arabic names there were very few westerners on there and there was no bernard McAllister as a champion so he's yeah. he's essentially a, a guy who's created a, he's created a fake name he's created a fake martial arts well, background I'm sure he wasn't counting on someone like you to do the research or well to do certainly the none of the 300 to 400 thousand <laughs> people who followed him right. even bothered to go you know it's kind of weird he never actually shows himself in any of the videos mm -hmm. now he claims that he shows himself in one video where he says that he trained like Bruce Lee for a year, where he became a manimal. You remember right. that? Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, then he showed two photos of him at the peak of being jacked. Right. But those photos were oddly headless. Mm -hmm. And what I think Bernard, sorry, Beardy, we call it, well, he pronounces it Birdie. Birdie. Uh, Birdie. What Birdie didn't realize is you can do a reverse Google image search. Mm -hmm. So we took I looked at the two photos. Remember, we even mentioned it on that video. Like, it looked like the nipples were suspiciously different on those different two nipples. guys, right? Yeah. All right. Um, so I did some. Anyone could have saw that I, from a mile away. I did some nipple identification. <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think this is the same person. We did a reverse Google image search, and lo and behold, uh, mm -hmm. the two photos that uh, Beardy claimed that were him during this training time, where he was training like Bruce Lee for a year, were mm -hmm. in fact of two completely different people. I think oh, one man. person was an athlete, the other person was like a personal trainer. Okay. Uh, Beardy apparently doesn't know, you can reverse Google image search and find the original one. So we I'm saw the heads, there were two different people. I'm surprised he didn't use Bruce Lee's nipples in these. Yeah, photos. I'm surprised he just didn't use a photo yeah. of Bruce Lee with his head cut off <laughs> yeah. and said, this was me after yeah, a year of training, exactly. right? So the I weird thing is, route. he's basically, uh, he's the sign that if you really wanna do well on YouTube, all you need to do is either be an outrage merchant, like some of these Wing Chun YouTube channels, just, 
identifying what they hate about every other Wing Chun that's not theirs, mm-hmm. or you just need to just straight make shit up the whole time, right? I, but I, if you just want to have discussions about martial arts, like yes. honest discussions, it's like it's like you know crickets chirping, right? But and if you just make shit up, you're yeah, fine. I've come to the conclusion that he is the master clickbaiter. He's definitely a master baiter yeah. for sure. For, All right, for sure. So Folk anyway, uh, we did, uh, you know, Beardy's Bruce Lee bullshit. Uh, we did two videos. One was for Patreon only, which was basically just Dre and I reacting and just kind of clowning these guys' videos. Kind of clowning. And, and then the other one was where we had a, a slightly more serious discussion about the problem with Beardy. Like, now that Bruce Lee's been gone for so many years, you know, we, we, the problem is the... The mystique of Bruce Lee has grown. The stories, yeah. you know, kind of like people who believe that Yip Man beat 10 black belts or something like that yeah. just because it was in a movie. Well, that did happen. Okay, that did happen <laughs> in the movie. In the movie. But uh, the problem is that now, like, there's so much kind of BS about Bruce Lee and, you know, uh, which I think is overshadowing his re- the real things that he did, which were really amazing. Uh, and then you have kind of bullshit farmers like Beardy who are just kind of like promoting all of this fake stuff and of course all of his 400,000 lap dogs just lick it up and if you mm-hmm. write anything in the comments like um that guy you said was grandmaster baxter a kempo master is actually dan in asanto he'll just delete you all right so that's no. why so, so that's why when people go to his site and look at the comments there are no dissenting comments in there right it's oh. not like he's taking out trolls like so I'll, I'll delete trolls on on our comments because sometimes my daughters look at the yeah. videos and there's some yeah. idiot on there yeah. writing some stuff i don't want them to see that nonsense mm, um but like he'll just literally delete anybody who's like um that's actually dan and asanto in that video uh, or so, or people who put links to videos that actually debunk his stuff, he'll just like delete oh, all that stuff, right? Man. So uh, anyway, um, so he's like all the time deleting. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the time, yeah. all the this time. Is so like, so time consuming. So uh, people have been, you know, people loved our uh, Beardy's Bruce Lee bullshit episode, and people are like, when are you gonna do it again? Because you know he's he's back at it. Mm-hmm. All right, he's been making new videos, and so uh, you know our our followers kind of put in the comments like, hey, did you see this or whatever. The thing is, no, I, I don't actually watch any of those videos. Uh, I don't subscribe to him. I watch, I consume very little Wing Chun content on YouTube, much to the chagrin of some of our <laughs> followers. They're like, oh, did you hear what this guy said? It's like, I literally don't watch that stuff because I don't care. If you watch my YouTube, uh, if you look at my YouTube algorithms, it's all Marvel stuff mm-hmm. and uh, serial killers. I'm really into uh, Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, these yeah, days. He doesn't watch it, but what he does is he locks Dre and I in a room, Clockwork Orange style, and makes us watch it. Oh, he opens your eyes and yeah, forces you to watch that's it. That's what okay. the KFG yeah. does. So anyway, uh, Save us. there are a bunch of videos. Uh, I've, I've been told that one of the videos <laughs> that he did uh, recently was he said there was some lost video that he uncovered, and it was the Ted Thomas interview, which we actually did an episode on last oh, year. Oh, yeah. And also, the, the interesting thing about Beardy is... He uncovered is, it on our channel. Yeah, the, the interesting thing... Well, that thing has been on YouTube for a very yeah. long time. Well, the interesting thing about Beardy is that he gives his followers the impression that, well, one, that he's like the number one source about Bruce Lee, even though he's never written a book about Bruce Lee. No Bruce Lee authors ever consult him. The Lee estate uh-huh. does not mention Beardy as a source of anything. And uh, he, he also claims that he like finds this stuff and he has this stuff and he's the guy with the access to it, right? Um, it's pretty clear. I, th- I think he is either like he's either Scandinavian or maybe he's Dutch. Okay. Um, he's definitely from Europe and he's definitely. He's one of my peoples. Full of shit. Yeah, yeah. definitely one of your peoples. All right. So anyway, <laughs> we have not watched any of these. Have you and I watched any of Beardy's videos uh, since last I'm not, time? I'm not up to date, no. No, okay. I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them. <laughs> okay. Clockwork Orange style. All right, so we are going to, we are going to watch a few of his videos and we're going to react to it in real time. Uh, we have not prepared any notes. I have no idea um, Man, what his videos are about, so let's take a look. Yeah, let's get to it. I'm oh, so excited. The best. So now we got uh, Bruce Lee's lost interview. Uh, quote, if you want to beat me, baby, you have to kill me. 94K views okay. one month ago. All right. Birdie uh, Bruce Lee Central. Bro, yeah. Not bad. Hey, Kung Fu Genius listeners. If you're a Wing Chun practitioner, especially from the WT or Learning line, and want to get really personalized immersion training with me, you can now apply to do an immersion course with me here in NYC, or if you like the sun, in my Florida home near Orlando. These courses are for instructors or anyone who's serious about learning the art in detail and working hard. 
I teach in program blocks like Siunam Tao, Chamkyu, Buji, Wooden Dummy, and those include the Qi Sao theory, fighting applications, and training methods as well. If you're really serious about learning Wing Chun, check out the link in the description below to find out about applying for a spot. For those of you who are not quite ready to do full private immersion training, you can also apply for a spot at either our winter or summer intensive training camps. We have a few spots available for non-city Wing Chun students, so apply today. A link for those options are in the description below. And now back to me. We All right, so let's take, let's take a look here. Welcome to Beardy. Bruce Lee Central. Hey everybody, it's Birdie here. What's going on, guys? Okay, so this interview here was thought to be lost forever until I found it. <laughs> <laughs> this interview was thought to be lost forever until I found it. Okay. Wow. First of all, the 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 screenshot that he has here is mm. Bruce Lee with uh, Robert Chua. It's uh, who's not it, who's, Ted Thomas. No, that's not Ted Thomas. Uh, Robert Robert Chua. Is, uh, th this gentleman, Robert Chua, is actually one of my Facebook friends. Okay, Robert and, Chua. And uh, he um, he he actually was responsible for doing the first interview with Bruce Lee in Hong Kong mm -hmm. when Bruce Lee first came there when he was trying to do films. So Bruce Lee came when he kind of wasn't getting anywhere with OG. Hollywood. Yeah. And he did an interview uh, mm -hmm. with Robert on, I think it's called um, uh, Entertain Yourself Tonight. It was kind of like a nightly show mm. or like a, a, a no, like a, 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 a variety show kind of thing, right? And then uh, it was then, I think, either Lo Wei or Lo Wei's son or Raymond Chow, someone, someone who had seen it and then showed Raymond Chow like, hey, you got to get this guy, Bruce Lee. So it was because of this uh, wow. interview that uh, Bruce Lee got the job. But as far as I know, there's actually no recording of this interview anywhere. All right. They only have photos. Years ago in my archives. In his archives. I've been restoring it ever since. Oh, they've been in his archives ever since. His archives being YouTube for the last 15 years. The reason it's taken so long is because the audio was so bad, you couldn't hear anything. So it's taken us a while, and now it's finally done. And oh, okay. So oh, the reason, edited. It. so the reason yeah. why you weren't able to hear this interview is because the original audio was so bad. Uh -huh. But his crack team of audio engineers yeah. in his mom's no, basement, really good, man. Yeah, they they in his mom's basement. Yes, they fixed it, <laughs> and now for the first time. You can listen to this interview, which has most likely been on YouTube for 15 years. Okay, okay. I've got a confession to make. Yes. I'm the crack team. Oh, yes, yes. I'm not Emphasis being paid well crack. enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That's why. All right, is. okay, let's see here. This is one of the most important interviews, maybe the most important interview in Bruce Lee's life ever. Most important interview in Bruce Lee's life. Maybe I agree with issues him, Being challenged to fights in Hong Kong and his famous quote, I have no fear. So here we go, guys. Enjoy. Bruce, as a screen tough guy, you're... Wait. His famous quote about I have no fear. The quote that everyone has heard because they've heard this interview already. All right? But now for the first time you can hear it. Now I'm listening to it. It's, it's Ted Thomas. All right? So uh, I don't know if Birdie knows mm -hmm. that that Chinese guy that was interviewing Bruce Lee Chua. previously. All right? Robert Chua. Yeah. Is not this... Clearly British dude talking to Bruce right now, okay? <laughs> you have to suffer what all movie heroes suffered. Challenges from exhibitionists and nuts asking you to fight, challenging you to fight. It's already begun to happen, hasn't it? Yes, it has. How do you deal with it? When I first learned martial arts, I too have challenged many established Yes. So this is the Ted Thomas interview. And if you want an honest discussion about this interview and what it entails, exactly. we actually covered this wow. episode uh, or we covered this interview already. So if you want an actual discussion about what's going on here, um, that is, and this interview was by no means lost. Uh, <laughs> snippets, snippets of it have been used in Bruce Lee documentaries from time immemorial, like from the beginning of it, from the time he died, they've been using snippets of this. This is nothing mm -hmm. uh, um, secret or lost. And this well, all the audio was, quality, this is exactly the audio from YouTube. Well, maybe it was lost for him. Maybe I'm he had it and what, then he lost what it. What if we just did a video where we say we had the lost Beardy interview? 
All right, and then we just I don't know put a put an interview with Hulk Hogan from 1984 that yeah. everyone has seen, and we just okay. said uh, our crack team of engineers had to fix this Make audio. Make sure he cut his head off first. Oh man. Okay, so, so look, so he bullshits for about a minute about this interview, shows a photo of Bruce with another person from another interview, completely unrelated. Yeah. This was from what I understood a radio interview. All right, the one with Ted Thomas. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Robert Chua one, the photo that he showed was an actual TV interview. And then let me guess. So he, so he bullshits for about a minute. And then he just plays something that's been on YouTube for a dog's age with no insight or commentary or anything. He cannot even tell you like who Ted Thomas is. By the way, you know, Ted Thomas was a broadcaster in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he was famous for is he did uh, a lot of dubbing for Kung Fu films. Okay. Wow. So when you listen to Ted Thomas's voice, you will actually hear that he's in, he's like the guy who dubbed a lot of that stuff. As a matter of fact, I think even the Wu-Tang sampled some uh, Kung Fu movies where it's actually Ted Thomas. Like, if you want to fight, one-to-one, -one, man to man, you know that one? Okay. That I believe is actually Ted Thomas. Now listen. Are you able to take care of yourself, would you say? Man to man. All right. Well, how's it, Thomas? We might be giving Beardy a little bit too much credit here, but maybe he's watched a couple of kung fu movies, heard that voice, and thought that Chinese guy has that voice. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you know Beardy I mean? probably thought. I think Ted Thomas has done the voice for like Huang Zhang Lei, who was uh, the villain in uh, like a Drunken Master, the Korean actor. He probably thinks like, yeah, which is funny because it's not even a Chinese actor. It's oh, like right. a Korean actor, right? <laughs> yeah, that he right. often did the voice for, and he'd be like, yeah, see. That must be him, right? Yeah, I mean, this is actually a very interesting interview where Bruce Lee talks about challenge fights and being challenged when he was in Hong when he's in Hong Kong, especially once he became a big star. Yeah. And it seems like he alludes a little bit to Lao Tai Chun um, because uh, he he mentions Lao Tai Chun in the Dan Lee conversation. Um, but in this one, he talks about you know just like people I think trying to make a name off of him or whatever. If you actually want to hear about this interview, I mean, we, we did this one already in season one. Uh, we'll put a link for it somewhere, maybe at the end of this yes. episode or in the uh, description. You can hear that. Okay, so basically, he's just playing the Ted Thomas interview. Okay, that's all he did. Now, let's see. Does, does Beardy, what he says does Beardy end, add anything at the end? Day is that I do have a bad temper. <laughs> I do have a bad temper, yes. A violent Thank you. temper, in Thank fact. you, Beardy, for <laughs> you know, not letting us hear that. No, I don't think he has. Look, he doesn't <laughs> add anything. All right, look. He doesn't. This is unbelievable. All right, look. Oh, wow. He got 94,000 views on, in one month on a video where he bullshit for a minute. All right, about him being the one who found it. That's a knee slapper. You, no, you have to realize how <laughs> unbelievably absurd this is, okay? He claims that he found an interview which has been available on YouTube for a dog's age in the same exact quality that he's playing it in. The quality wasn't bad before. It's, this, it's the same video. It's the it's same audio, artistry. right? He, he bullshits for one minute, pretends well, he's, he's the one he's, who found it. It's in his archives. He restored it, whatever, and then just plays the interview for the rest of the video. All right, plays a snippet of that interview, He restored right? it. That's amazing. Yeah, he plays, you know, four, like three and a half minutes of an interview that's been out wow. for Dog's Age, right? Wow. That is how you get 100K views this in a month. good, man. He, he's man, good. dude, I'm busting my ass talking about <laughs> Wing Chun and all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah. no. Yeah. I got the formula wrong, yeah, all right? Yeah. You know, we have, a second, we have a second channel now. We have a KFG Clips. KFG Clips. Which what we're going to do is start doing just shorter form versions for the ADD generation that does not want to sit uh, through an hour right, and 15 right. podcast. True, true, true. And I think I should just make a bunch of videos like this and just put it on there. And then we can create a playlist called uh, KFG's Clickbait Bullshit. Clickbait Bullshit. And it'll just be me saying, like, I found this Bruce Lee interview. Literally. And it's just Bruce Lee, the lost interview. Just and put just it play out the there. whole thing. Clickbait right? Bullshit. Yes. Yeah, call it that. I'm sure it'll yeah. do great. All right. Okay, so uh, here we got um, Bruce Lee destroys six did opponents. Did you just rate that a five? Yes, I did. Uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> the fuck? No, it, 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 it's asking me to rate, rate the YouTube app. It oh, asks oh, for the YouTube oh, these, app. Oh, there, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah that's nothing, how they catch you. Nothing, is, nothing <laughs> escapes Dre's uh, uh, attention there. He just rated it five stars. The YouTube app, and no, I said not now is what oh, I clicked, okay? okay? All, right. All right? Just making sure. Yeah, making his sure. attention to detail <laughs> is second only to his ability to clean up audio in Bruce Lee videos.
videos. Oh, All right, yes. so, uh, okay, so now we got Bruce Lee destroys six opponents on Hong Kong rooftop. Now, the interesting Ooh. thing is... Is that real? So I have read pretty much every book there is about Bruce Lee. I even have books about Bruce Lee that are written in Chinese. Mm -hmm. I've had the... Uh, um, opportunity to see a lot of the stuff he wrote in his daytimers like shortly before he came to the states in 1959 is that even a photo of no, bruce lee it is oh calm down nifka all right this is from uh the photos that were later used for bruce lee's fighting method all right mm. uh and these are staged photos and these are also two of the same photos next to each other so i don't understand why he just doubled up <laughs> the same photo um but anyway uh yeah no. so um that, that, that's from a photo shoot. So the thing is that I never, Bruce Lee uh, never told anyone that he destroyed six opponents on a Hong Kong rooftop. One of the best books for finding out about Bruce Lee's time in Hong Kong, although it's not like the best written, mm -hmm. um, uh, is uh, just the late Jesse Glover's book, um, Bruce Lee uh, Between Wing Chun and Jeet Kune Do. Because uh, in that book, oh. Jesse Glover basically just tells all the stories that Bruce Lee told him about his time in Hong Kong. And a lot of those stories concern the late Wong Sun Leung, they concern uh, William Chang, mm -hmm. and the different fights and stuff like that, and fights that he had and stuff. And there's nothing in there where he says he beat six opponents. It so destroyed if, if Bruce Lee destroyed. didn't say this, all right? And then in his daytime or shortly before he came to the U.S., he talked about the fight that he had supposedly with a Choi Le Fat expert, but it's really a northern Shaolin expert. It was a student of Long Qichun. Um, I know Chi Long Qichun's son, Long Kaimeng. He's a friend of mine in Hong Kong. He's a very Kai old guy. Man. Yeah, okay. his father was Long Qichun. He was a northern Shaolin master. Yeah. And in Bruce Lee's daytimer, he said he fought a student of Long Qichun. And uh, he um, knocked the guy's tooth out, but he got a black eye, all right? And he was, like, kind of pissed off that he got a black eye. And this was just a few weeks after he beat Gary Elms in the boxing match. Okay. And it seems, that that, it seems that that fight... No, it's, it's right before he goes to the States. Yeah. Um, and it seems that that fight he had with the... the, the it's not yeah. a, he said Charlie Fudd, but it's actually a Northern Shaolin uh, expert or practitioner or whatever is the reason why he had to kind of leave Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, and that fight, that fight was on Union Road in Kowloon City. And if you come on the 2023 Ultimate Hong Kong Kung Fu Tour with the Kung Fu Genius, uh, and we have some extra time on the Bruce Lee Day, yeah. we will go to Union Road in Kowloon we'll City. We'll check out that spot where his, the, the guy's tooth fell out. That's right. It's still there. The, the, cement. the tooth is still yeah. there. No, no one has moved it. No right? one's moved it. All right, so let's see. Bruce Lee destroys six opponents on Hong Kong rooftop. Let's, let's hear this story. Bruce Lee Central. Hey everybody, it's Birdie here. Birdie here. What's going on, guys? Okay, so today is a very special day. Today is a very and special I day. I have a very watch special your story for you guys exclusively on this channel. So every day I get emails from all over the world. Every day he gets emails from all over the world, but how? People that <laughs> He's want not to even a real artwork, person. People that want to share stories. And people that actually met Bruce Lee and want to share their story. Oh, yeah. People who and met Bruce Lee I share really stories with him. It. He's right. such a liar. He's such a liar. He's literally just, he, he's that kid in school who just made shit up. You know, my dad owns the road, right? He's a flapper. Yeah. So I can tell you to, like, go on your side of the street because my dad owns the road. I lost my virginity to someone in Canada, but I can't remember their name. That's right. She was really hot, too. And you'll never meet her. I can't read Cantonese, so I use Google Translate, and I translate the email. And oh, he translated the email from Cantonese. Beardy also speaks Chinese. Although, uh, what he doesn't realize is that you don't actually translate from Cantonese. It's written in Chinese. <laughs> okay? All right? Now, maybe the person wrote it with uh, Cantonese slang or something like yeah. that. But you don't say, I, I, I translated the, 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 the Cantonese like from an email. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, because that... Um, there's no written language called Cantonese. It's Chinese, all right? And if Beardy could actually read Cantonese slang written in Chinese, I will literally quit and become a hermit and move to Tibet, all right? Oh, Half God, of his father, and that his father has some information he wants to share with me. And I'm like, okay, uh, sure. And he set up kind of this interview where we have a, a correspondence back. I, I love the way he tells stories where he's like, and I'm like, sure. And then we do yeah. like, like, it's like, you're clearly making this up as you speak. Oh yeah. Okay. 
There's, there's something very, like, populist about the way this guy is talking. And forth, and it turns out that this guy had a story to tell about Bruce Lee because he was now on his deathbed and he had kept the story to himself for all these years. Oh, that's interesting. The guy tells the story because he was on his deathbed, meaning that there's no one to corroborate this story, wow. all right? Yeah. So even Beardy's fake sources die so that they cannot call him out on his bullshit. Oh, if he's on his deathbed, how did he have the energy to send an email? Yeah, and to send an email in Cantonese, no less, all yeah. right? Because standard Chinese keyboards usually don't write Canto slang. You would have to do that with your mobile phone and uh, no. it would be very rare that an old guy on his deathbed would be writing candles. Obviously, slang. the guy has a secretary with him. Obviously. And he didn't want to keep it to himself in case he died because he was old and on his deathbed. So he wanted Wait, to share this. In case he died, but he was on his deathbed. <laughs> he didn't want to keep it. He's on his deathbed. It was like, you know, in case I Just die. Just in case you die. Yeah. I'm on my, what do you think yeah. you do on your deathbed? Yo. All right? Yo, in case do you, you live die, another 30 years on your deathbed? You're on your deathbed, but just in case you die, you should send this email to Beardy. Real mm -hmm. quick, because he's yeah, he's the guy who's going to put not this not info to out. not to Shannon Lee, <laughs> not to Linda Lee, not to John Little, not to okay. anyone who actually knew Bruce Lee or gives a yeah. crap. No. To this phony yeah, ass dude on YouTube. He's the man. Before it was too late, so I had a correspondence for months with this guy. Months. months. He wasn't really dying. He wasn't Obviously, dying. I <laughs> verified this guy, and he is completely legit. Uh, everything is legit. One hundred percent legit. I think he was completely so, illegit. A completely illegit. Yeah, yeah like, because I thought like he said illegit. illegit. Yeah, which seems like the perfect word to describe Birdie. He's yeah. illegit. Yeah, no, he. I think he meant to say legit, but it's like because he's making shit up on the spot. Yeah, like he, his, he, he's 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 kind of no. smothering words yeah. together. He meant to mm -hmm. say too legit. Too legit to quit. Yes. All right. <laughs> I wish he would. When I found out via my contacts in Hong Kong that this guy is actually 100% legit. That's where I actually... He found out via his contacts in Hong Kong. Mm. Oh my God. What I wouldn't do to just have access yeah. to Beardy's mobile phone for 10 minutes. Or oh, his Rolodex. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see who his Hong Kong contacts yeah. are. All right? Don't leave it with me. Yeah. I started getting really interested because the, the story that he told me is, I mean, it's game changing. Game changing. What game? What game does it change? What game does it change? It's gonna change the game. Not people. Not not. Hey, you know what's crazy? It's the narcissism of this guy to think that like what he's bringing out is gonna revolutionize the world, but also knowing that he's just making shit up. Yeah. Like he's got one thing you got to give him. He's got he's got a pair of balls on him, man. But also. But also he does it because he just hides and he's got a fake name and he never shows his face. So he's actually hidden balls. Kind of a bitch. Everything about Bruce Lee, everything that I knew about Bruce Lee Which in isn't Hong much. Kong. Because, you know, at the time, Bruce Lee in Hong Kong was 18 years old and he was a boxing champion. He was a college boxing champion. Wait, he's a college in boxing champion in high school. He was a college boxing champion in high school. He had one fight. He beat <laughs> Gary Elms. It was an a intramural fight. college boxing fight. champion in yeah. high school. Yeah, but he just doesn't, he doesn't get anything. Oh. <laughs> you see the steam uh, beginning to rise out of your ears. Boxing champion in Hong Kong. Basically making him the best boxer, Western boxer in China. <laughs> Oh my God! What is all right. Swear? Okay. He's, look. He's look, all look. 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 I am yeah. as big of a Bruce Lee fan yeah. as anyone. Okay. But Bruce Lee had one match against a guy named Gary Elms. He's one Who all. was like the previous yeah. champ in this like high school league? He was from King George, yeah. the fifth high school, and uh, Bruce was from St. Francis Xavier. And Bruce had one match, and he beat him. He beat him on points. He didn't knock him out. But it was a good learning experience for Bruce. It's also part of the reason why Bruce, um, you know, uh, he, he loved boxing and he respected boxing, but he also didn't like the medium of the rules and the gloves and all that kind of stuff. And he was kind of upset that he couldn't put uh, Gary Elms away, but he still beat Gary Elms. Okay. okay. It was one fight. But to now say that Bruce Lee was the best boxer in China also shows you that Beardy also doesn't understand that Hong Kong was a British colony at that time, and it's kind of weird to equate Hong Kong as all of China. Oh. 
Um, and uh, certainly Bruce Lee was not the best boxer in either China or Hong Kong in 1959. He won a match well, in high school in his weight class. Okay, the, the let's take was, it easy. No, but Gary Elms was the man to uh -huh. beat. And to be the man, you have to beat the man. Oh, that's right. That's Ga where Ga his, his Gary thought. Elms was the... Uh, was the Tyson yeah. slash Liston yeah. slash Foreman right. of high school, exactly. <laughs> but but white, okay? Exactly. And uh, and 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 Bruce rope doped him, and then Gary Elms could play Tyson. In that's a, right. In a movie, easily, even though he passed away. Right. All right Sicily Tyson. White, white Tyson. Sicily Tyson. All right, let's go. So he was going around having tournaments all around in China. He never lost a match. I think he he ended up becoming twenty three and O. Was his official um, wait? What? What did uh, he say his stance? record was? Going around and having tournaments all around in China, he never lost a match. I think he, he. Bruce Lee never once went to mainland China as he was growing up. It was not easy to go to China during those times. Uh, especially in the 1950s. Shortly after the Second World War, there was not a lot of going back and forth between Hong Kong and China. It's not like now. Mm -hmm. Now it is quite normal. Obviously, it's been that way for a very, very long time. But this idea that, like, what Bruce was like as a teenager was taking what flights to Beijing to go Yo, fight. fight. The, it's ridiculous. Ended up becoming 23 and 0. 23 and 0. How about 1 and 0, dude? 1 and 0, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. And, but Bruce Lee would be the first person to tell you, Bertie, you're full of shit, okay? He had one fight, all right? A, a, one boxing fight, okay? Uh, other fights, you know, informal scraps with other Kung Fu people. But okay. 23 and 0 and all over China. Yeah, Bruce was going to Shanghai. Do you Where? know what Shanghai looked like in 1959? Where did he find the time between homework? He didn't really do homework. Cha-cha dancing. Student. Yeah, cha-cha dancing. You know, he had, the, he had all these Chasing girls, Wing Chun class, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? No, Where did he, he find was, the time? He was taking a private jet to Beijing, to Shanghai. <laughs> He's taking that Kylie, Kylie Air. Yeah, so let's see. What else? All right. Well, um, uh, stats, something like that. Or maybe 33 and 0. I can't remember. Oh, maybe 33 and 0. No, 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 you can't remember. You can't remember because you're making it up. All right, look. He can't we remember. are three minutes into a 17-minute video, and uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right? Thir maybe he would 23 and 0. Yeah. Maybe 33 and 0. All over China. Uh, Bruce did not go to China. He lived in Hong Kong, which was a British colony, and it was not normal to travel to China at that time. And Bruce, if he ever did, in fact, go to China, would have only gone maybe over the border to Shenzhen or mm. Sanduk, uh, where his uh, father's family's from, and that's it. He was not going to Beijing, not going anywhere else. This is complete gibberish. This is just yeah. made up. All over, like he doesn't even understand the difference between Hong Kong and China in the 1950s. This guy you know, is an absolute ignoranus. You know what I'm smelling right now? What? You smell it? Yeah, coffee. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and he became the champion. And this story starts out where Bruce Lee was about to have a tournament. And this guy that's on his deathbed... He was a teacher, a boxing teacher, and he had his own boxing school. And they were going around the country having boxing tournaments. Uh, they were working around the country having boxing tournaments. You see, do you see, listen how vague his language is. He has no dates, no facts um, around the country. The country of Hong Kong, which was a <laughs> basically a city-state country, you know, around the, that, that's kind of like, just imagine for a moment that yeah. New York, okay, and five boroughs, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, was an independent country. We yeah. can only dream. Okay, and then you said something like, this guy traveled all over the country. The country of New York City, like, yeah, one day they, I don't know, one day they'd be in like Staten Island and the next day they'd be like in the Bronx, okay? Wow. All right. And then I heard even like on the third day, sometimes they would even go to Queens. It was insane. It was that an insane hustle. Traveling. Can you imagine all over the country? One day Whoa. they had a boxing match in Wan Chai. Yeah. The next day they had it in Mong Kok. Oh man, <laughs> oh, that was no. like oh, at no. least... A 30-minute thir ride on the bus with the no, ferry. You have right? to have you know, a private jet for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I want to know the name of the boxing teacher and the boxing school. Yes, me that's too. That's what I want to well, know. Well, that, that's also the thing. When Beardy makes up these stories, the boxing teacher doesn't have a name. The, the tournament doesn't have a name. Mm -hmm. And he says all over the country, he's somehow implying China 
Do you understand the state of mainland China in 1958-1959? Okay. Like people literally dying from famines, okay? All right. The the country is going through a cultural revolution. They are not having boxing matches in every corner of well, China well, where people are coming internationally to fight. This is absolute yeah, but gibberish. This boxing teacher or boxing coach probably was going going on some prince like shit where he had to change his name to nameless. Oh right. So the artist okay. formerly known yeah. as boxing coach. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that seems legit. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just this saying. tournament, this elite tournament, and Bruce Lee was the reigning champion. And this guy, this sensei, he. Oh my god, this guy is sensei! Oh my god, he just called a boxing coach a sensei! Alright? Come on, Beardy, come on, Beardy! Are you even fucking trying? A boxing coach is not a sensei. You fucking ignoramus. I love it. Oh my god. I can't dying. I can't dying. That one. I'm and dying. He said that his fighter was best because not only did he know boxing, he knew Chinese kung fu. So Chinese boxing as well. And he said that his his uh, his fighter is invincible. He can't lose. He's the best fighter on in the country, etc., etc. And he was going to take down Bruce Lee. That was the whole goal of this fighter. And so they get to this tournament, and Bruce, Bruce Lee is there because he's the reigning champion. He's defending his uh, championship. <laughs> he's defending his championship, which he won from Gary Elms in a high school. Yeah. All right. But he was 23 or 33 and 0 or something like that. Yeah. And they're fighting at a tournament that doesn't have a name somewhere in China or not China, Hong Kong or not Hong Kong. We don't know. Listen. Yeah. Remain nameless. Yeah, it's all it's all vague. Yeah, with a fighter that wants to take him down. Yeah, but we don't know his name. <laughs> Fuzzy memories by Beardy. <laughs> his belt, and basically, long story short, Bruce Lee completely humiliates this guy. He wins uh, the the fight with ease, and the guy he fought was, I mean, he, he simply wasn't good at boxing. Okay, all right. Wait, so that's the fighter's name, Ease. Yes, Ease. All right, sounds like a weird rapper from the he 90s. He won the fight yo, with Ease. Yo, check out, it's Ease over there. <laughs> yo, he's spitting bars, all right? <laughs> no, you know what's weird? It's like, first of all, there's so many photos of Bruce Lee, mm -hmm. all right? If Bruce Lee had been a 23 or 33-time boxing champion, how come they're not... How come we don't have more photos of him holding medals, holding trophies? If he humiliates, and you know what's weird? It's like he goes, oh, this guy's hell-bent on beating Bruce Lee, you know, and, and oh, he knows boxing and Chinese Kung Fu, and then Bruce Lee humiliates him because he wasn't that good at boxing. It's like his story's not even good. Dude, if you want to make up a story, you got to make this guy an absolute killer who's the best boxer, mm -hmm. knows all the Kung Fus, yeah. and Bruce Lee still beats his ass. But you don't go like, this guy wants to beat Bruce Lee. Bruce mm -hmm. Lee humiliates him because he wasn't that good in boxing. That's not creating a compelling narrative, Birdie, all right? There need to be stakes for the yeah. protagonist, right? If the protagonist beats someone who's not really that good, that doesn't, that doesn't make yeah. for a really good story, all right? So we need, we need to work on your story skills. Or not. Uh, he was probably really good at Chinese Kung Fu, but not at boxing, because Bruce Lee just pummeled him his, just but you see he says like he was probably good but the thing is he doesn't like even in his fake narrative he can't help but like admit that he doesn't know stuff but then yet still claim stuff as knowledge right this is this is classic on the fly fabrication kind of stuff this is Man. every boy mm -hmm. went to elementary school with a kid who talked like this whose dad was a was a secret agent yeah all right and, and owned the street and uh -huh. like, you know, and was like secretly a millionaire, but they couldn't show it. Like oh, no. everyone went to school with a kid yeah. who told stories like this. Oh, all right. Yes. I worked with a guy who was like, I think I was like, yeah, about six years, like almost 30, who was exactly the same. Yeah. And when yeah. he wasn't getting attention, he would come up with some of the most wild bullshit stories. Yes. Yeah. And we'd just listen there and go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know oh, yeah. And they're, and they're always so narcissistic. It's just always. always like, it's like, what it is. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Ephraim. Ephraim uh, was my my. That was your boy. Yeah, that was my boy. Uh, he was yeah, a straight liar. For me, it was for me it was Donnie. Yeah, he, he lived across <laughs> the street, 
And he said that his dad owned the street because his dad paid taxes. <laughs> and, and, and so he could he could tell me that I couldn't be on the street because yeah. his dad owned the street because his yeah. dad paid taxes. No. Turns out, yeah. his dad didn't pay taxes and went to jail. Oh. All right, here we go. And this did not sit well with the teacher. Not well at all because he was humiliated. Humiliated. I mean, he was... Uh, it was a disgrace to his entire school. He'd gone around saying that he has the best fighter in the country. He's going to beat okay, the winning champion. Okay, all right. Champion. So th this is going nowhere. This is the, he's. We are four. We're almost five minutes into a seventeen-minute video. Damn. And I smell nothing but horse manure. All right. It feels Damn. like so it's let's, been seventeen minutes. I know, guys. Bullfrog shit. All right. So now we got. Chuck Norris reveals the biggest secret from his fight with Bruce Lee. Didn't know that they actually had a fight, all right? Ooh. Knew that uh, they had uh, trained together, but had a fight. Are you talking about the fight from Way of the Dragon? Maybe you do, that's what he's referring to. You do to. know, Beardy, that that was not a real fight, right? Damn. Okay. All right, let's cat, see here. The cat won that fight anyway. Welcome to Beardy. <laughs> the Beardy Channel. Hey, everybody, it's Beardy here. Bird What's here. going on, guys? Okay, so Chuck Norris... We all know him, we all love him, and I managed to find an old VHS tape, and I just restored it, and it turns out that there's an interview with Chuck Norris on that VHS tape, and... Ah, turns out that there's an interview with Chuck Norris on that VHS tape. It's in the VHS extras. Mm. That he just restored yeah that he just restored <laughs> no yeah his, his team like, restored it though you know what I, I i mean he's probably making a killing on youtube but he could definitely make a ki dude if he can restore vhs's yeah right, you hire a killer. Him. i'd hire him i got yeah. tons of vhs's yeah. i need restoring we need yeah, you to me restore too, but yeah. like they, they i got probably tv shouldn't. shows recorded from Yo, the 80s we need him to I've, restore I've, that I've stuff i've got specialist videos from germany from the 80s oh yeah specialist videos that need to be restored yeah i want on dvd yeah for other reasons if you're watching you want to make an extra buck contact sifu that's right you and yeah. you can restore his, uh, the, the, the Scheisse videos that he has from Germany. <laughs> He's talking about his big fight with Bruce Lee on Way of the Dragon. And he actually reveals one of the biggest secrets from that fight. So here, guys, take a look. That movie was a, cost $145,000 to produce. It's grossed over $60 million worldwide. All right, so uh, it, this so actually this is an interview mm -hmm. with Chuck Norris. Does look like it's from VHS. It does VHS, look like Chuck Norris. But if this is the, um, it does look like Chuck Norris. This is not Beardy in a wig. <laughs> I like that's what you said. It's like it does. Look, I was gonna say it does look like it's from VHS. You're like it does look like Chuck Norris. Like wait, so Dre. No one is actually disputing that that's Chuck Norris, okay. but that was a great observation. <laughs> Yo, it does look like Chuck Norris. All right, okay. You I'm should work for the Beardy channel. I'm clearly looking right? at him. I, can you imagine if the two of you made up stories on that? Oh, my God. Great. Yeah, oh, my God. Awesome. I aspire. Uh, but uh, basically, it's uh, some interview with Chuck Norris where he's saying, like, uh, Way the Dragon had a budget of 145000 and it grossed $60 million. Have you ever seen this video? Uh, I, I may have. May I mean, I'm not a huge movie. Chuck Norris aficionado. I have, um, mm. I have a, a certain type of phobia against mustaches. <laughs> okay, let's go. It's amazing, huh? <laughs> you're glad you're in it. Uh, yeah, of course I am, because it, uh, I enjoyed working with Bruce Lee in the film. It was a lot of fun. The fight scene is considered the classic martial art fight scene of, of all time. So it's nice to be involved. In, uh, That's true. You know, so, I mean, again, like all the best stuff of, that Beardy ever has is stuff of other people, right? The thing is that he always kind of bullshits about how he got it or what it is or what oh, it actually man. means. Um, but th that was kind of actually cool you know chuck chuck norris says like he loved doing that fight scene with bruce and it's considered like a quintessential fight scene or whatever which is true yeah and i don't think chuck norris ever looked better on film than when he fought bruce lee it really shows mm. you that you need you need a good dance partner to pull it off yeah you know dancing what I mean? with the stars and uh you know when when you see chuck norris for example fight a martial arts dynamo like david carradine well, then it's definitely not quite the same as, you know, say when he was fighting Bruce Lee, right? All right, all right. Um, although, Damn. you know, as, as I've said before, one of the things that does endear Chuck Norris to me slightly is he did have a really great line after he did the movie uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid with David Carradine in an interview, yeah. um, which was, uh, you know, they asked him what he thought of David Carradine as a martial artist, and Chuck Norris said in a very funny, self-deprecating way, that uh, David Carradine is as good of a martial artist as he is an actor. All right? Okay? And so I just thought, okay, 
Chuck definitely got some points for that. Yeah, now, absolutely. Right? Okay, so let's see, where does this go? Quite seen it, everyone. In fact, I got a, a letter. I've gotten thousands of letters from fan letters from that movie. And I got a letter one time, a guy wrote, because there's a scene where I throw Bruce to the ground, and he grabs the hair on my chest, and like, he pulls it out, right? Well, of course, he does it for real, but I get a letter from this man, and he says he and his son had seen Return of the Dragon 26 times. And he says, uh, he says, I've got to ask They weren't you. selling ice creams in the stores. I, pardon me? They weren't selling ice creams in the stores. It's like amazing. It. People have seen this movie so many times. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I've gotten letters where people have seen it 18, 19, 20 times. And because of the fight scene. But he says, I, he says if, did Bruce really pull the hair out of your chest? He said, if he did, you're really a stud. <laughs> so I wrote back and said, no, yeah. not for real. Did Bruce really pull? Okay, so is. the big takeaway from this video is that uh, Bruce Lee did, in fact, not really pull the chest hair off of Chuck Norris. That was, in fact, movie magic. Thank oh. you, Beardy. So not the right. cat. Thank you for restoring that video. Okay, Man. so what do we got here? Bruce Lee versus Bully. Bully gets brutally punished. All right, mm. But this video only has 9.8K views. Uh, Views that's one month. Weird. Yeah. Maybe. That's like KFG territory yeah. right there. Well, yeah, no, it's, we'll actually, it's actually better than KFG <laughs> territory. Yeah. Okay, let's go here. Hey, Kung Fu Genius listeners. If you're looking for an easy way to support this podcast, please consider joining the Kung Fu Genius Patreon. You can support for as little as $5 a month and get access to episodes a few days early. Higher levels of support get additional goodies, exclusive content, and even your name in the description. The baller level of support will give you the opportunity to be a Dre for a day and give me a rest from this guy over here. A link for the Kung Fu Genius Patreon page is in the description below. You can also support us by subscribing to the Kung Fu Genius on YouTube, liking this video, and sharing it on your social media platforms. When you subscribe on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell for notifications so you will know as soon as a new episode or a premiere is available for you to watch. For those of us who listen to us on audio, it's a huge help if you don't just rate the podcast, but also write a review wherever you listen to the Kung Fu Genius, such as Apple or Google Podcasts. I really appreciate it. And now back to me. Welcome to Beardy. Welcome Bruce to Beardy. Central. Hey, everybody. It's Beardy here. What's going on, guys? Okay, so the guy you're looking at right there, he nope. is a senior extra on the movie Enter the Dragon. A senior extra. Did you know that extras had ranking? Uh, <laughs> sir, sir, yes, sir. What is your rank in this film, sir? Senior extra, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, he's pointing to Yun Hua. All right. Okay. Yun Hua. Okay. He was one of the Tatsuyo Fuk, the Seven uh, Little Fortunes, mm -hmm. with Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. Obviously, a lot of people know Yun Hua from yeah. Kung Fu Hustle. Plays mm -hmm. the landlady's husband, and he did a lion's share of uh, Bruce Lee's. Well, he did all the acrobatic stunts in Enter the Dragon, the the the, the handsprings and the flip at the Damn, beginning. That was Yun Hua. And uh, when Bob Wall grabs the leg and he does the backflip. And I've mm. said it before, but, like, if you ever watch um, that backflip, you know, when Bob Wall grabs Bruce Lee's foot and then it cuts, it's actually yun doing the backflip, right? right. yun is not just great at acrobatics. He's so good at acting. Because when he does the backflip, first of all, I mean, the reason, obviously, why they picked him is he had a very similar build to Bruce Lee, very mm -hmm. wiry, right? You can see they both have a very similar build. Got it. And, yeah, true. And he does Almost the, the same he, bone yeah, structure. He man. does the backflip, and when he lands, you have to watch this. When you, watch, you can see it on YouTube, watch Enter the Dragon, right after the backflip, because it's done in slow motion. He lands and then he bounces a little bit, and that's Yun Wa. That's not Bruce Lee, and wow. he bounces exactly the way Bruce Lee would. So that's the reason why everyone thinks it was Bruce Lee, wow. because when he lands, he has that swagger where he kind of like takes yeah. one or two little reset hops, and that's Yun Wa. And then in the um, in the beginning, he does the kip up for Bruce Lee when he's fighting Sam yeah. Hung. That's Yun Wa, and then he does the handsprings and the flip. And when you see he does the handsprings. He flips over the monks and then he lands. The camera continues where he does a couple. He does a couple steps walking off. Mm -hmm. And when you watch, Yun Wa lands and he walks with that Bruce Lee swagger as wow. he walks away. So Yun Wa is not just somebody who just did a couple flips for he Bruce Lee. He literally could walk and move exactly like Bruce Lee. Um, of all the Tetsuyo Fuk, they always said that Yun Wa was the best mimic that he could see a style and very quickly imitate it mm -hmm. much more quickly than any of the other guys. Like he would just, like, if he needed to play a certain style for a role or whatever, he could just watch that style and he would be able to do it right away. That's how good he was, Damn. all right? But I had to call him a senior extra stuntman. <laughs> it's an extra? What the hell are you talking what about? What is this? Heck? 
and he is a bully. A bully? No, absolutely bully. not. Okay, so he's he's now calling Yunwa a bully. Okay, all right. So oh, yes. first of all, all right. Here's where it just goes y left. Yunwa. All right. Okay. Uh -huh. All of the stuntmen on here, maybe with the exception of the one extra who was a triad member and challenged Bruce Lee. Yeah, he's the All of these extra. stunt guys, yeah. all right, knew that the only way they're going to get another job, all right, is if they do a good job. Okay. All right. So to be on there and try to bully the star, <laughs> all right, is not really a way to keep your job in Hong Kong, all right? Oh, no. Which is also another reason why, you know, when we did that, like, uh, the problem with the Gene LaBelle stories, right? Oh, yeah. The idea that Gene LaBelle was going to come in and rough up Bruce on the set on behalf of the stunt guys or that the stunt guys were going to rough up Bruce Lee to teach him a lesson. Like, this is literally not how the entertainment industry works, all yeah. right? If you go in there and rough up the co-star... Um, no. I'm sorry, you're not going to be working on that film or that TV show for much longer, right? So this just shows you he, he's just very little grounding in how this stuff kind of works, right? Yun Hua <laughs> respected the hell out of Bruce Lee, all right? All right. Um, of all the uh, seven little fortunes, Yun Hua was probably the closest. Yes, Jackie Chan had done a couple stunts in a couple Bruce Lee movies, but I don't think that they really knew each other that well and, mm -hmm. and he liked Sammo Hung and had Sammo Hung work for him a couple of times but I think he really had a close affection for Yun Hua because there are photo shoots uh, primarily the ones in Sai Kong which I think they took around the time that they were shooting Game of Death where they're out in a field and he's got all the guys in the karate uniforms and it's like Lam Ching Ying and Yun Hua mm. all right uh, you don't see other stuntmen there Bruce Lee would not be bringing Yun Hua uh, to do these extra photo shoots outside if Yun Hua was some kind of bully and those photo shoots were done before Enter the Dragon, all right? So not only is it just factually inaccurate, all right, that this guy, he doesn't, and he goes, this guy, dude, that guy, he has a name. His name is Yun Hua. You literally can, can Google Yun Hua. You can listen to yeah. Yun Hua interviews where he talks about Bruce Lee, and you would know immediately that Beardy is simply just lying. He's pointing to this guy, and he's got no idea who he is, right? And I've also had uh, the chance to have dim sum with one of the stuntmen from Enter the Dragon, okay. with, with one of the the guys in the yellow geese, all right, oh. uh, Cheung Wing Han, who had done oh. a bunch of different. Uh, uh, he's been a stuntman for a very long time, including for Jackie Chan, but he was also in Fist of Fury and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I was actually looking at one of Steve Carriage's books yesterday, and he quotes Cheung Wing Hong in there, and I didn't know Cheung Wing Hong was in uh, Fist of Fury, and I saw him in there. I was like, wow, like he didn't even mention that. But you know what's funny. Shh. Uh, 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 Mr. Cheung is like, he's, he's a retired stunt guy. He's been in like, he was like in Police Story. He was like in all the big bangers in the 80s. He's been in like, he's done crazy stunts. Yeah. But when you meet him, like he's much older now and then he like, you sit and you talk to him and whatever and he pulls up his phone and you know what he shows you on his phone? I was in Enter the Dragon. Mm. Think about it, he's like been in all these big movies. I think he was even part of that double-decker stunt uh, in Police Story 1 oh. where the double-decker bus stops and then they, they I think he's like in that. But like you talk to him now, he's like, dude, I was in Enter the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now, which was already like years before then, right? So like, and, and he talked about how, how, how good Bruce Lee was to the stuntmen and, mm -hmm. how, and how close he was and kind of what a mensch he was. All right, so well, let's see. Bullying the other extras. Bullying the other extras. You know was bullying the, the other extras. There. Got it. He's been going around bullying them during the filming of the movie Enter the Dragon. Now, these guys here in the background uh, are complete noobs. This is their first project and... They simply don't have the guts to go to Bruce Lee or anyone else, one of the producers, to tell them that they're being bullied by this senior extra. Uh -huh. So the bullying goes on for a while. So Yun Hua is bullying other uh, extras on the film. They're too afraid to say anything because Yun Hua, being a, kind of a junior stuntman himself, is intimidating them, I guess. Well, and I like how he just circles this guy in the background. He's like, yeah, this guy is. Like, you don't know who that guy is. Just shut up. You don't even know the guy you're claiming is the bully who has a name. You courage to go to Bruce Lee, and he said to Bruce, Bruce, there's a bully here. He's been bullying us now for weeks. Can you please help us? And Bruce Lee's like, hmm, okay. Hmm, I okay. First See, have to you just smell the bullshit of his story. Bruce Lee's like, hmm, okay. Is, is that from a transcript that you're saying that? All right? 
It's 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 quite unbelievable. It's just well, it's just it's such a folksy I bullshit. I, I, I get it. He the Yunwa was bullying all the other stuntmen, not Bruce Lee. He was bullying all the yes. other stuntmen. Right. Bruce Lee didn't know about it. Right. And this they were too one guy to that yeah. circled there. Yeah. Went to Bruce Lee, said, "Hey, can you help us?" And He's, Bruce Lee was like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know who I that one you. guy circled is? Yeah, who? It's Beardy." Yeah, like, and, but like in every story, the person that goes to do this thing, right? Yeah. It's him. Right? Mm. So this is all war or right, right, right. What if it's like one of those things where we find out what Beardy looks like, and mm-hmm. then you see photos back from the 1800s, yeah. and he's in it, well, like Twelve Monkeys style. Yes, he's always he's always been there. The truth is, we are all Beardy. Beardy is right. Dreisen. Really though. All right, let's we see. are all Dreisen. So oh, by the way, we- someone signed up for the uh, Hong Kong uh, tour. All right. All well, right. we had a bunch of people sign up, but one of the people who signed up, I have this little thing like, is there anything in particular you want to do while we're in Hong Kong? And someone said, um, I'm down for anything, just as long as there's no Dreisen or Dr. Eisen. Oh, <laughs> yo. You better not come to the podcast. He goes around and asks the other extras, the stuntmen, the crew about this. And they all confirm it, that this guy has been going around being a nuisance and bullying the being people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, has gone around being a nuisance. You know, you know why? It's so, like, first of all, uh, none of Beardy's 300, 400,000 followers are going to know who Yunwa is. Because oh, if they if they believe any of the Bruce Lee bullshit stories that, that Beardy makes up, then these are not the caliber of Bruce Lee fans who know who Yunwa is, right? But I actually feel... Like, obviously, we know this is Beardy shtick. He makes up stories. He's good right? at it, too. And, and people swallow it up because he makes up these fantastical stories, like him and the Bruce Lee Real Fight channel. They just make up bullshit, and people like bullshit. But I actually, the, the more I listen to this, the more this kind of angers me a little bit. Because he's, no. he took a photo of Yunwa, and then he's making up a story. And this is all, this is all completely fabricated. Mm. There's absolutely zero evidence to to even insinuate that this story is real. Obviously, anyone who knows who Yunwa is knows that this story is bullshit. But I actually, this kind of offends me a little bit, Mm. to to be honest, because Yunwa is one of the legends of Hong Kong films, Mm -hmm. of Hong Kong stunt work. He's one of the people who respected Bruce Lee, the most Bruce Lee respected him. Mm. Yunwa is someone who... Uh, has done nothing but work hard. Mm. Think about it. He was doing stunts at this time, and he's still making movies to this day mm. as either a stunt guy or as an actor or even as a character. He'll even do. He'll do TV. He'll mm. do stunts. He'll do movies. He'll do all this stuff. And when you listen to him in an interview, yeah. he is the. He often played villains because of his look, yeah. like in Dragons Forever, Eastern Condors. Yes. But very much like Sekin, the guy who played Han. Sekin, the, guy, the actor who played Han, yeah. in real life, was one of the nicest guys. And he wasn't just a villain in Enter the Dragon. Sekin was also like the villain in all of the Quanta King movies. So he was a famous villain. But um, Gin, as he was called, Uncle Gin, okay. uh, was one of the nicest guys ever. And never had any scandals, never did anything bad. Yunwa is the same. He often played villains... But it's one of the nicest. When you watch it, sweetheart. If you watch an interview, you can go and type in Yunwa on YouTube, yeah. and there are plenty of interviews with him. He speaks Cantonese; they're subtitled. And when you just see his face, he's like such a happy-go-lucky person. He's, and for Beardy to sacrifice him, of course, Beardy doesn't know. He just right. took some photo. Said, he has to make up a one. bullshit story. But to use it on a photo of Yunwa, I have to say, Beardy, mm. go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> go yeah. try a little harder next time when yeah. you make up a story to not actually use someone who is a real legend of Hong Kong cinema. Right. Because this... Is fucking offensive, man. You need to you need to cut that shit out. Why are right? you messing with the James Brown of Hong Kong cinema? Cinema. Cinema. Yes. Cinema. Cinema. All right. Cinema. Okay, I am coming. Simmer down now. To my wits end here. All oh, right. Man. Okay, let's I let's try one more video. Sentence. I can't watch this let's bullshit just, anymore. Let's do that one. I don't know. Let's go. Bruce Lee is found dead on the floor at age thirty-two. All right. Uh, he was actually <laughs> dead on a bed, but you know, on the oh, floor man. or whatever. Okay, right. sure. I think Beardy found him. Yeah, Beardy found him. Welcome yeah. to Beardy, Bruce Lee Central. Hey everybody, it's Beardy here. What's going on, guys? 
Okay, so a few years ago, I made a video about Bruce Lee's cause of death. Yeah, we reviewed that and video last time. the video time. got tons of views, and I got a lot of love and support from you guys. And so from the bottom of my heart... Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the video where he said that Bruce Lee trained so hard. He trained, like, in one year, he trained, like, 10 years worth... Right. Yeah. And so basically what he was doing is he was eating away his life because he was like one year would be like 10 years. It reminded me of that scene from The Jerk where he's in bed and he's like the first day felt like three <laughs> days and the second day felt like one week bleeding into two days. The third day felt like four days. The fifth day, well, that felt like just one day because I had to leave to go see my mother. The sixth day, like, like it just, like he had this like convoluted thing that basically Bruce had overtrained himself to death. Wow. All right, um, and then and I like how he says like, oh, and I got nothing but love. You you hear what a freaking narcissist he is. Yeah. I got nothing but love for this video that I totally made up, which is not yeah. fact based at all. Pretty sure he went from ten hours to seventeen hours worth of training a day in that video as well. Oh yeah, he's all over the place. Thank I hate when that happens. me. And for supporting the channel. Now, the most surprising part of me releasing that video was that I got contacted by the medical community. <laughs> he got contacted by oh, look, Doctor Eisen. He's Doctor Eisen. Look, and he has a stock photo of a doctor. I got contacted the medical community. Wow. We are the medical community, and we must talk <laughs> to you, Mr. To Beardy, Mr. Faceless YouTuber. Yes. By physicians, a biologist, and a professor of neurology. Now, okay. they listened Stock to photo. the video, and they saw the same symptoms that I was talking about in my video in their patients. Now, they all agreed with me that the most probable cause of Bruce Lee's death was the one that I talked about in my video. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Wow. wow. So the, enti the entire medical community contacted him. Yo. And they basically said, the thing you said, we've seen that in our patients, because that's very much like doctors to uh, oh, use yeah. confirmation bias and to diagnose someone, in this case, Bruce Lee, that they had never treated themselves. Because that is very consistent with medical ethics. And also to watch the Beardy channel. Yeah, and also oh, that, the, yeah. yeah, and also that- They are fans. Can you imagine? I mean, Beardy has like about 400,000 subscribers. Yeah. There, I, there's not one MD in those 400,000. <laughs> All right, I'll tell Major you that much. Dick. Yeah. But in 50 years, a lot of progress has been made in biology, in neurology, and now we know a lot more about the brain in general. So me and the professor, we emailed back and forth for a long time talking about... Do you ever notice that professors never have names? The boxing coach sensei never has a name. Mm -hmm. uh, the tournaments never have names. They're never years. They're never... Uh, this, this professor of medicine from this university mm -hmm. named... It's always... It, every single Beardy story is like... It's, it's just oh, these... Are. It's this word salad of hot nonsense. I thought he was about to say something like that, but he didn't. No. no. Yeah, and, and, and so yeah. like... How come none of these people that he always talks about, the people who tell him these stories, uh, the, the people who interview, like he didn't even know that Ted Thomas, who was a white guy, is not mm -hmm. Robert Chua. All right, okay, like ridiculous. He, talking about his symptoms, and it turns out that this neurologist had seen a lot of the same symptoms, symptoms in his patients, and especially in his patients that were bodybuilders, extreme athletes or strong men he ah there we go strong right. men strong men right this is like this is basically confirmation bias 101 oh, for even wow. if this was true all right Which no no medical professional would be like uh yeah you know i've seen this in my patients too strong men bodybuilders yeah, yeah they all had this bro so you know that stuff you were saying about how bruce lee died bro like it's real it's yeah legit. i really go for that so look all right <laughs> This is about all the beardy I can handle for a year, okay? 
I can't watch what? any more. Dude, I can watch this tons dude, of it. I, that, but that's the difference between you and I, all right? Okay? <laughs> I feel like I need to cleanse my brain <laughs> and actually read like a book by Steve Carriage yeah. or read something legit about Bruce Lee because right. I feel sullied right so now. So same time next week then? Yeah, same yeah. time next week. I'm beardy's Bruce Lee bullshit, right? No, man, this stuff just feels so dirty, man. And then talking, <laughs> talking about stuff about Yun Wa and all yeah. this... You know, all his oh. medical professionals he talks to, boxing coach sensei that doesn't have a mm. name. This is all bullshit. If you are really interested in Bruce Lee and you want to know real Bruce Lee facts, okay? Read a book by John Little. Read mm. a book by Steve Carriage. Read The New Who Wrote the Tao uh, by Dr. James Bishop. There are books out there. Read Matt Polly's biography on Bruce Lee. Oh, Don't spend a, a minute listening to this pure nonsense that this guy is making. Like, if you actually believe that what Beardy's saying is true, and you subscribe to me. I want you to unsubscribe right now. And I want you to never, ever, ever come anywhere near this corner of the internet. All right? Oh, no. Stay over there. Okay? If you are subscribed to the Beardy channel, all right? And it's not purely for entertainment purposes or because you like looking at car wrecks. Okay? But you, you go there because there's some hot takes you think that you're that he's the only channel that can give you those things. All right? I want you to seriously consider getting some mental counseling. And that's all I gotta say about that. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius, hit that bell for notifications, like this episode. And if you have any questions for me for a future episode, go ahead and write them in the comments below. And as always, I'll see you guys next time. Word is I'm a Kung Fu genius. Technique speaks for me, not lineage. Forget Jet Li, cause I'm the one. Many call me Sifu, but to you I'm Seekung. And I produce masters. You surpassed us. Your Kung Fu stiffer than corpse and caskets. City Wing Chung is the house I built. Violate the gate and your blood gets spilt. Alex Richter, always the victor. Okay. I'm actually really looking forward to the inevitable trolls. I said, oh, beard, can kick your yeah, ass and that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius. Hit that bell for notifications. Like this episode. And if you have any quet, 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 yeah. All right, peeps. On today's. <laughs> Gaming too hot with that. All right, peoples. All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering all sorts of hot nonsense, will not be answering all sorts of hot nonsense. All right, peeps. All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will not be answering all sorts of hot nonsense from YouTube. No gems, but lots of... Hot nonsense from Beardy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius... Will be answering, will not be answering.